Yes, indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like when your hair is looking great, why do you never see anyone you hate? Hi, America. <laughs> That's true. Hello, world. So true. That's very true. My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Welcome to the show, More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests. Somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Boys will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making up your own jokes. Extra points will be available for messing around and laughing. <laughs> to help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming, and I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and effervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She's now drinking copious amounts of alcohol. why we don't have cameras in the studio if you're playing the bell bunk and snort drinking game you can now have two shots two shots i've not even finished my intro two shots she is now would you believe one of the most professional and leading audio experts are you okay with the international paranormal society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show Hello. you've got a fabulous color there miss morris oh, thank you. sometimes heather's attention span is shorter than a goldfish crackers are delicious aren't they 
Welcome to the show, Heather Morris. Hello. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corrie. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle was so drunk this week, she sat down on the toilet and then tried to put her seatbelt on. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. To be fair, I have had movements where I wish I'd have had a seatbelt. Oh, TMI. On. Oh, Nathan no. Bush also joins us tonight in the background. Yay, and he, Nathan. he hates it when a couple argues in public, but he's missed the start, so he doesn't know whose side he's on. <laughs> Which is terrible for an attorney, isn't it? What a worse place to be oh. than that. This is season two, episode 122. There's a celebration in the air tonight. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Michelle joined us, series two, episode 70. She has now 52 shows under her belt, one whole year. So happy anniversary, Michelle. Thank you so Does much. Yay, Thank you, all of you. I just... Three times we've tried to move studios, but she's found us every time. I do. Time. I'm like George Costanza. I just keep showing up. <laughs> Does it feel like you've been on air for a year? No. Okay. One, two, two. <laughs> Has a mullet and regularly drinks excessively before arguing with random couples. Mm. Did you know 122 is the flight advisory service dedicated to providing weather and collecting reports from pilots whilst in flight? It is available on the frequency 122.0 megahertz. Which leads us nicely to the oh, first ever. no. I can't believe the passengers asked for this from the booking agent. <laughs> When booking a flight, MQTA quiz. Points to be had early on, although I should have taken points away for the shenanigans that took place I don't know what you're talking during about. my no. intro. This is why we what? can't have cameras in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> These phrases were genuinely said to booking agents okay. when people called in to book flights. One woman said, can I have my in-flight meal replaced with what? Miss Morris says points to be had. She wanted her in-flight meal to be replaced with... Another drink. A second drink. That was my first thought would be a tray of alcohol. Well, go again, because Miss Morris <gasps> is actually wrong, would you believe? What? You have a chance to grab your first points of the evening. Um, Any thoughts? You can go with alcohol again, if you wish. It's wrong. It's wrong, but you're yeah. welcome to go with it. She wanted her meal tray replaced with... And it's still edible. Candy. Oh, I shall give you points. <gasps> she actually asked for posh chocolates, would you believe? Mm. Wow. But I shall give you points. I'm feeling in a very generous mood. Everything can be removed, of course, at yes. any given time, as we know, on MQTA. A woman called the booking agent and said, I just need to warn you, my boyfriend does what? <gasps> oh, snores. Snores. Loudly. Loudly. We don't want that carry-on, do we, on an aircraft? Yes. What do you think, Michelle? Spanks it. Wow. He spanks this a lot, does he? (laughs) Put him in the back. (laughs) Put him next to the pilot. I'm surprised you didn't get this. It farts a lot. (gasps) Oh. He would be at the back at that point, wouldn't he? Or he could get some carbon underwear. That's true enough. Oh, yes. Isn't that some sort of fire hazard on an aeroplane? No. Can't give the points away, can I? Finally. When ringing up to book a flight, a woman said, can we do what when we leave the plane? 
She have was, Nookie in the bathroom. When we leave the plane. Yeah. She was asking for that. What do you do when you leave the plane? Have Nookie in okay. the plane. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bear that in mind if we ever have to fly to an expo. <laughs> What did she want to do at the end of the flight? You would only do this at the end of the flight, to be honest. The flight is over when this has commenced, ultimately. She wanted to deboard first. She did want to deboard, but how did she want to deboard? There's silence prevails. Everyone in a wheelchair. Home. I don't Everyone. know. In, in the MQTA wheelchair. She wanted to slide down <gasps> the, the slide oh. that inflates when you land. And I, you can't get the stairs. No, because you've Luckily, never been on a plane that's had an either. emergency air. That only happens in emergencies, doesn't it? When they can't get the stairs there and you slide down the slide with your well, feet crossed. Well, then that's a ridiculous request. They're all ridiculous. This is the reason I am reading them out. I cannot give the points away. Michelle is currently on two for getting candy. The farting boyfriend is not ridiculous. I thought you'd get that. I thought you would get that one <laughs> straight off the bat. Now, one, two, two is another... Would you believe, make-believe mm. element in the periodic table? Oh, good. Yet to be found or made. Mm. It is called, if you're interested, unbibium. This is turning into one big table, isn't it? Yes. This is the kind of table you'd get at the Renfest that everyone's sitting down on, and it's like 30 metres long, isn't it? Yeah. When they ask you if you're from Scotland... No one's asked me that yet, thank God. Yes, it's hilarious, isn't it? Yeah, to me it is. <laughs> Perfect. That's one long table they're creating there. I do like the jokes we tell, though, about the elements over the last few shows. Mm, okay. Periodically. Oh. <sighs> isn't it mad? It's slightly odd, isn't it? That you go to a restaurant, the waiter says, would you like a table? No, not at all. I'll just have to eat on the floor. I'll take the carpet for five people, please. Very strange. And very bizarre. If you dialed 122 in Austria, you would be connected to the emergency fire services. So if you're set on fire in Salzburg, in flames, in Innsbruck, or just very hot in Vienna, 122 is the number for you. Which leads us effortlessly into the first ever, I can't believe that is a law, weird and wonderful ways <laughs> to be arrested in Austria, MQ. Oh. TA quiz. You can be fined hmm. and arrested for doing this on an Austrian train. Miss Morris. Picking your nose. Picking your nose <laughs> in a built up area between the hours of darkness on a train in Austria will get you arrested, you claim. Michelle, what are you going for? Farting. It is making out or eating smelly foods. I'd actually like <laughs> Isn't to combine. That the same thing? We could combine those, <laughs> couldn't you? Go down in style is what I say. We're back to the onion, aren't we? This is the onion joke yeah. from last week, ultimately. They didn't get me. They didn't get you. You managed to get away with that, did you? I You're did. going through a tunnel. Mm. Did you know in Victorian times, when you went through a tunnel, everything got plunged into darkness, <laughs> and young ladies would take their sewing and they would put a pin <gasps> in their mouth. So if a gentleman tried to plight his troth in the middle of the night, in the darkness, going through a tunnel, He'd come to a very sticky end. Ooh. His enthusiasm would be curbed. Those tunnels are so long in the Swiss Alps that some women came out six months pregnant. Oh, it's unbelievable. No, no, no. That's apparently it. There's no other strange and bizarre laws in Austria. Everything else is fine, That's apparently. I, I can't give the points away. There are no. I looked extensively. I could not find any other strange and bizarre laws in Austria other than that one. In the year 122 AD, the Roman Emperor Hadrian 
ordered a 73-mile wall to be built to keep the Scottish tribes out of England and for getting their accents confused at Renfests, which is a good idea, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Hadrian's Wall, more effective than Hadrian's Fence, of course, which yes, was the first yes. effort that was put together. Now we go to the part of the show we like the best. <gasps> the one Yay! that causes... You- the one Nathan apparently likes the best as well. <laughs> this is the mailbag. Love mailbag. These are your comments. These are your letters. These are your messages of support from around the world. This week, C.F. Elliott in Canada posted, Hi, Was there no claims of cheating last week? Always or did I just claims. Did I just miss it because of the early effects of the bell bunk and snort? <laughs> Drinking game. That can happen. Of course, two people have had shots already on the back Uh of that. We've had two goes, haven't we? Two snorts, and I didn't even get through my intro. So we're two two shorts already in to the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game. If you're playing along with that. Vicky in Iowa has written, Hello, Vicky. Oh, great show tonight. Could not stop laughing. Your show is the highlight of my Friday Nights. I love that. Oh, Makes me no. so happy. Glad to hear <laughs> you mean, winning. That we're there, you know. Glad to hear you winning tonight, Heather. Was last week's That's yes. me. Yes. Your turn this week, Michelle. Apparently, ran out. Hugs to all. We'll see Aww. how that pans out. Michelle is on the lead with a runaway two points at present. Carl in Ohio said very shortly, "I love the cheesy accents." I'm guessing that's Heather and not referring to me. <laughs> it might or be me. referring to Yes, referring you have to that you. strong Minnesota Fargo kind of adventure, yes, do. don't you know, going Northern up. Minnesota twang. Oofter. Yeah. Griff in Texas has posted, loving the show still. Aww. I've gone Hi, through Griff. SoundCloud archives in its entirety maybe 10 times now. Oh, my God. <gasps> the show never fails to boost my day. I love that. Anxiously oh. awaiting video podcasts. <laughs> Oh, God. Nudge, nudge. If you saw the shenanigans that took place in my intro, <laughs> you would understand the legality right of why we can't do that at the moment. But we well. are working on censorship as we speak. Nathan is a lawyer. Yes, but I don't want to employ him at $1,000 an hour, strangely enough. Finally, Paul in London in the UK has written, I love the show. You all crack me up every Friday here in London. Can you give Paul, James Carter and Ramona a big hello on air? I think I just hello. heard. Hello! And everyone listening in good old Blighty, of course. You're all amazing and would love to be Aww. present during a show one day soon. Keep That'd be awesome. Yeah. The we great can, work. We can have you can over we can here. Can I in? say hi to Bob in the Bahamas? Hello, Bob in the Bahamas. Yeah. You can certainly Thanks, do that. Bob. That makes me very happy we also have to remind ourselves of course that martin our regular <gasps> listener in new york martin we love created you. an amazing online auction site called martin's online auctions it's on facebook there is everything on there from the living dead 80s dolls to metals concert t-shirts the unusual strange intriguing bizarre and weird go and have a look at what is morbidly it's really good fascinating have a look items are just a couple of clicks away from owning remember martin's online auctions on facebook you've already shown good taste by tuning into the show now you can surround yourself with good taste 
as well. Remember all of your comments, all of your messages, all of the jokes, the interaction, all of tonight's stories, the photographs, the videos and much, much more is all available for you right now at this very minute on Facebook. If you go to our Facebook site, more questions than answers with Adrian Lee, you can join the 5,900 followers we have on there and all of the fun and exciting things we have to share. If you wish to listen to our archives, as some of our listeners have done, you can go to soundcloud.com and search for MQTA Radio. You can hear the last year of archives with Michelle on there, <laughs> as well as three years before that as well. You can listen to them back to back in the gym, walking the dog while you're at work, long journeys in the car. That's soundcloud.com, MQTA Radio. And if you're listening to us right now in the archives, why don't you press the little orange love heart. Tell us how much you enjoy the show. Remember, there's an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in a round called Not For Your Mother at the top of the hour that you can only access in our archives. It's the stories from around the world that are laden with innuendo, filth, sexual <gasps> intrigue and mystery that we get fined or removed off air. But you can find those in our archives. And people say that is the funniest part of our show. You can also find Yay. us on iTunes and Stitcher. You have no excuse for not catching up with our archives. Remember, we have a Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. That's T-I-P-S. We have 94,000 followers at the moment. And you can catch us first on a Friday night at 8 p.m. Central Time on the Dark Matter Digital Network. Be the first to listen to us that week. We have 100,000 followers in 190 countries all over the world. By the way, I was looking at the top 20 countries again. Oh, I like that. All the people that listen. I'm not going to read out all of the top 10, the top okay. 20 now, but I'll read out three. Yeah. South Africa was in fifth place. I know, right? I thought that was pretty impressive, followed by Hungary. I know. So thank you to all of our listeners in Hungary. Why don't you drop us a line and tell us whereabouts you Please are? Please do. And the Netherlands again in <gasps> the top, top oh, 10. That makes me very happy, but I'll give a shout out to those three countries for breaking into the top 10. This week makes me very happy. Remember, this show is free. It will always be free. Our archives are free. Everything is free. But if you wish to donate, we have to pay for our studio costs and other expenses. Paper. Paper. We get through a lot of <laughs> reams and reams of rainforest. We're cutting down as we speak. Uh. By the time we finish the show, we're up to our ankles in waste paper. But if you go to Patreon dot com search for mqta radio you can donate a dollar for every show and we would be very mm -hmm. very grateful this show yes. will always be free but we appreciate your support and many fans actually help us out thank you that very area. much i have a book out my latest book is called mysterious midwest unwrapping urban legends and ghostly tales from the dead if you're looking for a summer read that book has had five stars for every single review on amazon it has a forward written by david ellison the award-winning grammy bass player of megadeth we also have an exhibition at the moment this has never been done before there's an exhibition of all the equipment i've collected over the years as a paranormal investigator there's possessed dolls there's old equipment that's been on investigations there's all manner of fun an exciting memorabilia. If you go to Redwood Falls in Redwood County, Central Southwest Minnesota, it's the Poor Farm, the museum in Redwood Falls. It's $5 to get in. 
All the proceeds go to the Historical Society and the Southwest Crisis Centre, but it's an exhibition on ghosts, murders, mystery, mayhem. All the things that you would want to see in an exhibition, right, ladies? Yes. Mm -hmm. 100%. So that is available. There's an axe there as well that actually got used in an axe murder from 1917. You can read all about that and see the exhibits. We have T-shirts for sale, Miss Morris. Would you like to explain a little bit about that? We just put up a very, very quick design on cafepress.com, and I think you can search for MQTA Radio. Mm-hmm. And There are links on our Facebook mm-hmm. site. And there's and all sorts of cool stuff. People have, asked, shirts. Yeah. people have asked since day one, can we have T-shirts? And here we are. Don't say that we never listen. We don't make anything off of it. No. We're just offering no. it yeah. <laughs> for people. Well, it's to, advertising. Yeah. If people right. wish to walk around with MQTA written on their shirt, that's free advertising. Please feel free us. to do that. Yes. <laughs> if you're wondering around Budapest right now, you yes. get yourself a T-shirt. There'll be upcoming different designs on that as well. So you should have a variety to choose from. We will make that happen. We had a fun an interesting weekend. We went camping. I've never yeah. been camping in this country before. I've camped all over the world, all over Europe. In fact, in Hungary, Budapest, I was camping on the banks of the Danube once. I've been camping in India, North Africa. Never been camping before in America. Camping, in my mind, is getting away to nature, being yes. at one with nature, hearing the birds tweeting in the trees, the mm. dawn chorus, the rays of sun dripping like warm molasses through the leaves of a late summer sunset. But none of this was there, was it? <laughs> Not really. We went with the International Paranormal Society to our annual camping trip in Sample, uh-huh. in Redwood County, not a million miles away from where the exhibition currently is. I didn't realise that camping in this country was basically partying to four in the morning, drinking as much as you can oh, yeah. and playing loud gangster rap music. Because yep. apparently every other camper on that site was ultimately doing that. I could not wait to get home on Monday morning and have a rest. I was so worn out <laughs> and exhausted by my camping experience. Explain to me what's going wrong and what I missed. Softball team tournament. End of story. Beer drinking competition. That's oh, yeah. I suddenly realised in Europe, if you go camping... It's quite an event. They have Olympic-sized swimming pools, supermarkets, grocery stores, arcades, the most amazing campsites, the most amazing facilities. What I suddenly realised over here is the complete opposite. It's for people on low incomes or students and young people that can't afford a hotel room. Pretty much. Right. I'm getting the hang of it now. At least no gunshots were going off. I'm exhausted. I'm worn out. We went down the river. With mm-hmm. the team, we all got yeah, a tube, did. despite the fact it was freezing cold. We decided to float down the river on an inner tube. And it was great. Three or four fishies swam up my bottom. They Ooh. kept me awake all night as well with their music. Very Are they loud. still in there? No, I managed to evacuate them the oh. next day, but they weren't happy about that. We had a lot of fun. Scott, our team leader up in Duluth, got cramp in the middle of his... Oh, my God. I was going to say in the middle of his ring, but he actually got it in his leg. <laughs> uh, I'm not massaging that, sir. You can stick with the cramp. You did try. You did try and then... Yes, but it was in his leg. Yes, but here's the problem. When you tried helping him, somebody else developed a cramp. Yes, I paddled heroically across the river (laughs) to rescue my team member who had cramp. And I got cramp myself, so we're hobbling around. (laughs) 
<laughs> and did I help? Like we're in the dressing station of the Crimean War. Did I help? No. No. I no. laughed and fell off oh. my tube. <laughs> <laughs> Heather was laughing so hard, the water actually got a little bit warm around me. <laughs> Which was a bit of a worry. But we have plans for next year. We're going to have a ghost river. Yes. Midnight. I love it. With neon balloons, with glow sticks. We're going to go down the river in the dark. We're going to have a ghost-themed river camping ghost experience next summer. We're actually in the works of, so people will have to pay attention, um, of having a full-blown weekend with MQTA slash tips. And we're inviting the public. We've already reserved the park. And we are going to do tubing during the day, and we're going to have a special night tube Yep. where we're going to hook up uh, not electric balloons, because that would be terrible. <laughs> I want to go to a nightclub called the Electric Balloon. Mm. <laughs> but uh, glowing balloons and glow sticks. I love it. We tested it just for fun. We took the team out No alcohol the was involved for you in any shape or form, was it? Uh, no, because it was all gone. No. <laughs> And not through osmosis, I might add. That is very true. Night tubing, night tubing. Was, we know how to do it. I'd have to say that was one of the most fun nights I've had in years, just going down the river just at relaxing. midnight. Yeah, and this it is a woman great. who investigates ghosts in historic yeah. buildings well, all over the Midwest. Scott put his radio in a Ziploc baggie. <gasps> and we had music going down the awesome. river with a drink in hand with these balloons glowing it was all 1930s person. music oh it was fabulous it was really great he had an inflatable that had ice in it that he kept oh his he beer had a in. cooler yeah you can get coolers yeah, oh, yeah. don't We're... tell scott but for the first day i thought that was an inflatable bathroom and i used it twice <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> well it looked like that i don't know so tentatively what we've got going on is we if you're interested you can email myself you pay for camping yep. and then there'll be a cost for the weekend to get into the park with us and then you'll get uh three meals with us and i think we're gonna have fun and games oh. and ghost talks and stories and that sounds dangerous to me do we need an ambulance or some sort of medic on hand we nearby? Can, maybe band-aids a <laughs> couple band-aids yeah. will be fine we Ace need to be, this is what needs to be filmed this is where the filming i love oh, it it's wonderful the yeah. ghost river tour what could possibly go wrong in the nothing. rapids in nothing. midnight in the dark nobody all cares no. together drunk what could possibly go wrong <laughs> oh it's guys, gonna be great it's gonna be so much fun yeah we'll make- i want everyone to come that happened for next year. First weekend, August. Yep. We saw a show last night. We did. I can't say I'm impressed. <laughs> we spoke several weeks ago as one of our stories in our yes. opening round of Ghosts and Hauntings mm-hmm. about the Rob Lowe files. Right. Let I me, love him. Let me start clear. off by saying I really like Rob Lowe. Yeah, and I have too. not a bad word to say about him. Me neither. But here's the but. Mm. That was a pretty grim show. It It was meant to be about ghost hunting. He took his young children with him. I say young, they were teenagers. And they went into a haunted castle in California. First of all, he got the history wrong. He said to the guy that owned it, oh, this was built in 1911. And the guy said, no, it was the 1880s. And they kept that in. That wasn't edited out. So he's done no research. That's the first thing. Well... One of the other things I had an issue with, not only was the history wrong, not only was it not backed up, not only was it not referenced or researched in any way, shape or form, and it was pretty much oral history yeah. or rhetorical history. Oh, someone happened to die here once. Right. If someone died in your town 
and you know what year. It doesn't take very long to go through the newspapers and find it. It's right. going to be on the front of the newspaper. You've got to look at 52 copies. It should take you five minutes. If you're lucky, you'll find it in January, February, right? Sure. If you're unlucky, it'll be the last one yeah. you look at. But I make a habit of looking at the last one anyway ah. for December, end of December, just to <laughs> nullify that idea. He picked up an SB7 at one point and then explained to the audience what that device did and called it an ovulus. So he doesn't know what the equipment is oh. or what the equipment does. And I'm sat there thinking, it's not an ovulus, you're holding an SB7. Yeah, but the typical audience isn't going to know the difference. Well, if you're going to do it, do it properly. There was no plan. They just no. wandered around. Agreed. They had no sense of yeah. what they were trying to get or even why they was there. There was no sense of setting anything up. I'm really disappointed. I was really disappointed as well. I still think it's because he was fed the wrong information. So I'm going to give him the benefit of oh, the yeah, doubt I don't on that. That is shaman with them. Oh, well. First mm. of all, I thought shamanism came from Siberia and Northern Europe. And I thought that Native Americans prefer to be called medicine men rather than shamans because that's a different culture. And you know, there's a history. Amen. Yes, we're, we're in metrics. So I'm going to pronounce it slightly differently <laughs> to you. Now, the interesting thing is that he's got his rattles, he's got all his Native American going on, and he's obviously a white European by the outside looking in. He went into the cemetery because they were told to go outside. It's a Catholic cemetery. He says he's going to do a clearing exercise, but it's going to be a Native American clearing exercise. And uh, he's called himself the wrong name because I believe he should be a medicine man and not a shaman or a shaman. And then the word Bible came through on the ovulus. And the guy suddenly stopped halfway through a Native American traditional smudging ceremony and suddenly went into Catholicism. And I just thought that was a little bit dark and a little bit strange and kind of messing around. Do you know what I mean? Without having a proper idea of what you're doing or having it backed up by anything. I think this is more the adventures of the lows as opposed to being real serious. I think when they get to look at Bigfoot and they get to go looking at UFOs, they'll feel a bit more at home. They just looked a lot out of their depth in that area with the equipment, with no research, no plan, and no idea of what they were doing. And, and watching f- too many prior crap shows. Yeah. This is true. We will give the gentleman a second chance and we'll watch that. Perhaps you can chip in, go to our Facebook site. If you saw that show as well and we've completely misjudged it and you thought it was brilliant, then why not tell us? We're happy to listen to your comments. We run into the first round with a static meter in one hand, <laughs> with a rattle in the other smudging as we go into the round that is ghosts and hauntings michelle is on two for getting candy on an aeroplane heather and myself are still yet to score love island's chris hughes has bagged himself a massive tv role with geordie shaw's charlotte crosbury and celebrity big brother winner stephen bear for a new ghost hunting show the trio will appear on celebrity ghost hunt live on channel five next month they will be joined by two other celebrities who will face all their fears on the first episode broadcast live as they take part in a seance presenter ryan clark neil will host a spooky show at the haunted harridge fort in essex A source said Chris Hughes is going to be hysterical. Let's not prejudge it. He was easily (laughs) the most scared on Love Island. How can you be on Love Island and be scared? What are the women? Have you seen some of those people? Fair enough. I'd be scared too. Give her a shave. She'll be fine. (laughs) The slightest sudden movement of something on the show, and he would jump out of his skin. 
Imagine what he's going to be like with ghosts. There will be no funny business with this show. It will be genuine ghost fun and ghost hunts and there's no hiding as it will be broadcast live some of the high-tech equipment is going to be used so the celebrities can become top ghostbusters it's all very well giving them top equipment to use but it's like giving a ferrari to someone who's never driven before that's right some of the high-tech equipment's going to be used it'll be something ghost hunting fans have never seen before oh, really wannabe celebrities hysterical in a haunted building with no knowledge of the equipment or the paranormal never been seen before apparently mm. telly bosses are said to capitalize on the success of just to two of us which the pair front <laughs> there's a show i've missed just to two of us wow. a series of investigations will be undertaken to capture evidence of the many apparitions that haunt the abandoned buildings I think that's bunk. Oh! I just thought I'm going to bunk my own story. Nice. Minus points. Ridiculous. Ghost hunters in fear or nothing to see? Here, you decide. (laughs) Go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. You can see the story in full. And I shall give myself two points for being informative and a little bit spooky. Heather, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and More than 30 garment workers fainted in a factory in (gasps) Canadia Industrial Park on Monday due to mass hysteria after news spread of one of the staff members being possessed (gasps) by a ghost spirit. Mm. It's all happening. I know. Bun Van. Bun Van. Yes. I want a Bun Van. (laughs) Chief of the Coalition of Cambodian Apparel Workers Democratic Union. I thought you said he was in. Oh, okay. Oh, he's Cambodian and in Canada. Industrial Park. Canadia. 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 Yeah, Let's call the whole thing, thing off. Said about <laughs> 35 workers at the New Orient Garment Company fainted and were sent to a private clinic for treatment. There was no spreading amongst <laughs> the workers. That's Canadian, is it? That, no. It's from Cambodia. Cambodian. Cambodian. Those, those Cambodian Canadians you read so yes. much about, there must yes. be at least three of them. <laughs> That one of them was possessed by a ghost spirit and was yelling for a chicken to eat. Da. That must be Cambodia close to the Russian border. Said Mr. Van. Mr. Van. This information scared the other workers and they started to faint one by one. Mess. All of them were sent for treatment at a public clinic near the garment factory. Oh, got the day off as well, apparently. <laughs> Mr. Van said it's not clear if the ghost possession was real, but noted it is not the first time such fears have spread amongst workers in the industrial park. At some garment factories in Canada Industrial Park, it happened more than 10 times already. Some workers were brought to Kikeo. We're losing all our Cambodian listeners, you know that. To see Khmer magic sorcerer. In few cases, owners of factories brought chickens to sacrifice in the pagoda. There's a pagoda? (laughs) Chicken sacrificing pagoda. Bring the chicken sacrificing pagoda. Did you go to Chicken Sacrificing Dakota <laughs> Rental Company, by the way? 
chicken sacrificing pagoda hut. Chicken sacrificing pagodas are us. More, more than a thousand workers are employed at the factory, where, which produces jacket, pants, dresses, skirts, and polo shirts. Oh. Kim Lee, 35, no one relation. of those who fainted, said some workers fainted in the morning and then some others fainted in the afternoon. <laughs> I felt uh, panicked and I suddenly fainted, but I still do not clearly know the reason why. Mr. Bond! Now, another worker who was brought for treatment at clinic is still yelling like she is possessed. To think, one of our listeners wrote in and said sweet accents. <laughs> And he's right. <laughs> Mr. Beethoven, wasn't it? Chief Bunrith, director. I'm sorry? Cheese Bunrith? That's a disease. Director. That's one of the worst cases of cheese Bunrith I've ever seen. You're going to need some ointment. Director at the Ministry of Labor... Labor's National Social Security Fund declined to comment, but oh, I don't know why he was such no. a. These if your bad last spirits. name is Mr. Van, you need a really interesting first name, don't you? Like Bun. Like, bun get, Van. Get, get in the. Get in the Bun Van. Get in the, get in the Bun Van. I would. Of course you would. <laughs> That was never even up for debate, Michelle. She went in before we asked her. He got buns in there? She broke a window to get in. I shall give you two points, and I have no idea why. I cannot tell you. Derek Okora's 2,000-year-old spirit guide Sam leapt into action on Celebrity Big Brother after Paul Dannon begged for help finding a teeny jade stone from his ring. The TV oh, medium God. agreed Come to let Sam, on. a ghost from Ethiopia, loose in the hunt for the stone as a panicked Paul decided to search the whole house with a fine tooth comb. Bonk. In a clip, bunk. If you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort <laughs> drinking game, oh my God. you are now it's welcome. It's like I said, they're just creating all these scenarios for all these. Derek Okoro, of course, was the psychic medium on Most Haunted, and there were several episodes where he was caught making things up yeah bunking this sea celebrity has lost a gem from his ring he said his spirit guide sam from ethiopia will find it for you isn't it lucky they tried they haven't found it yet was that course. a name in ethiopia two thousand years ago well his name was Masamai, oh. and he shortened it oh. to sam but that's a very good point but yes his name was longer than that apparently the 67-year-old Derek Okora said he's not going to play the Ouija board. All the celebrities were going to play the Ouija board as well. Oh, yeah, And he right. said, there's nothing to be gained by me working with the vibrations of the Ouija board. My mediumship has gone beyond that. I work with vibrations. Of course you do. <laughs> Good vibrations. And like I said, my mediumship has gone beyond that. Oh. Derek's prognostic powers are decidedly shaky, but the housemates were amazed by his revelations about his ghostly companions. He talks to the dead or he's wrong in their head. You decide. Go to our <laughs> Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee, where all of that story is there for you. Inglorious 
Technicolor. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? A haunted doll flogged on eBay after it left its former owners terrified and covered in scratches has struck again. So we read this story out yep. about two to three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of jivolity, a lot yeah. of laughter. Yep. The little doll, she'd bought it at a thrift shop. Yeah. There was three of them all together, mm-hmm. scratched up her husband in lots yep. of little miniature scratches. Yep. We all laughed. She's now sold it, has she? For quite a price, Ooh. I might add. Well, we did suggest rather cynically that this story had came about because she now wants to sell them for a vast sum of money. Because I think she'd spent eight bucks on all three of them. Right. I think I have some to sell. Mm-hmm. You have yeah. some too. They're oh, scratching boy. your head, Miss oh, Morris. Oh, those ones are something yeah. else. You I... have some creepy dolls to sell. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so what's happened now then? She sold it to the next poor bugger. Yep. Mum of one, Debbie Merrick, claims her creepy doll sets off fire alarms and removes its own necklace. Lee Steer from Rotherham, South York's Bagged the coveted creepy item for a whopping. Here we go. 866 pounds. Wow. Well, then why is she upset that that's happening? That's a thousand. That's like $1,500, right? That's a thousand dollars. 866 pounds is going to be about a thousand. No, I always double it, don't you? Pounds? Back in the day, that used to be the case. But since we decided to leave Brexit, oh, yeah. the right, pound has right. plummeted. <laughs> yeah, yes, sorry. so okay. we're probably getting closer to a thousand <laughs> to eleven hundred. Well, Even still, so, yeah, she bought that for this for thing. eight bucks, made up a story, right. scratched her husband in the night, and has made a serious, yeah. serious profit. I have some for sale. Yes, Miss Morris has some for sale. Visit Miss Morris's <laughs> Facebook yes, site. Please she do. does have creepy the dolls. The oddly <laughs> intriguing collection. The oddly intriguing collection. You can find it all there in under a thousand. Yes. <laughs> It suits you. And it's way it more does, awesome, believe me. It does me. suit you. This is true. Okay. So 866 pounds after a tense international bidding war between oh paranormal enthusiasts. I'm sure. But just two days after the doll arrived at the 30-year-old paranormal investigator's home where he lives with with his parents. How does he afford it? Is he that's, in the basement? That's Let's why, be fair. That's the only reason he can afford it. He's been saving up his car washing money. Oh, oh. it struck again. Lee's dad, Paul, discovered unusually tiny scratches on his right arm, matching injuries apparently inflicted on Debbie's husband's leg that were thought to be about the same size as the doll's hand. Sweet. Lee said, my dad was downstairs in the morning. Yep, downstairs. (laughs) That's the basement then. (laughs) At this point, the doll was still packed away, and he heard a tapping-like noise from inside the wood. Wow. Mm. It's a woodpecker. Yep. He said it was a bit unusual. Later that day, he was watching the repeat of one of our live streams with the doll. Then he said to my mom, my arm's hurting. He lifted up his sleeve and he had six scratches on his arm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Six seemed... when she's only got five fingers. <laughs> That's I impressive. That too. <laughs> she's polydidactyl. Who knew? Can I say bunk now? Mm. Oh, get it out of the way. Do okay. it. Bunk. Nice. If you're drink. playing the bell bunk and snort drinking mm. game, take another shot if you're still with us. It seems pretty similar to the scratches on Debbie's husband's arm from what I can tell. We have no idea from where they came. Mm-hmm. Eight 
£1,166, $1,100 for a doll that she said scratched her husband, eight bucks. How much could the team get for little Chucky that actually is haunted and sets off K2s? Oh, I don't like little Chucky. We do actually have several possessed dolls that were given to us over the years that we take care of. And uh, they are in the exhibition in Redwood (laughs) Falls, if you're interested. There's one called Little M's, Emma, who's a possessed (laughs) doll from Alexandria. and She's been well written about and uh, you can... Have a look at her and you can read the guidebook when you're there. And there's another yes. one called Chucky or Elsie. Yes. Little Chucky, L and C, Elsie. She came from Long Prairie and she spikes the most incredible amount of energy. On her own and in she the middle of the floor. Yeah, she leaves her clothes all around she does. the place in different places where she's been crawling around the floor late at night and oh. she should be none I think mm-hmm. she's a biter. Do you think so? <laughs> I know those are your favourites. <laughs> I shall give you two points. You are back into the lead at the end of that round. Michelle is on four. I'm on two and Heather is also on two as we wander nonchalantly looking up at the sky into the round that is UFOs and cryptozoology. It's green men and hairy beasties. These mysterious pictures have prompted speculation that the Loch Ness Monster has been found. <gasps> yes. 80 miles from her home. What? An Austrian couple captured images of the creature poking its way out of the murky waters of Loch Crerand in Scotland. I bet that Austrian couple weren't eating anything smelly and making out. Waltrod, <laughs> Kaliba and Jürgen Trieb, who are self-proclaimed UFO scientists, claim they saw the monster rearing out of the water for 10 seconds. They were walking around the lake in Argyle last month when they made the sighting. In Argyle what? Sweater? In an Argyle sweater. Guess where Argyle sweaters come from? Argyle. Perfect. <laughs> Points! Oh, steady on, madam! <laughs> It's when people come up to me and say, what do they call English muffins in England? Crumpets. No, muffins, you (laughs) nutty. Within. There is a very distinct difference between your muffin and your crumpet, and if only I had time to tell you. (laughs) Not for your mother. Within a distance of 656 feet, the head and back of the mysterious creature popped out of the quiet waters surrounding the Isle of Ariska. They saw the creature for approximately 10 seconds until it disappeared below the water. But they managed to snap two pictures of the creature before it disappeared. The two very blurred and zoomed-in pictures only show a vague dark spot in the water. But the couple are convinced that this is the fabled Loch Ness Monster. They called their snaps two sensational pictures which show the image of the unknown creature. A local police spokesman said they were not aware of any unusual activities which took place that day in Loch Crerand. So no submarines or military stealth submersibles then. Monsters in the Loch or a complete crock? You decide. Visit our Facebook site more questions and answers and you can see two blurry Austrian Mm -hmm. Photographs, I shall give myself two points for being informative. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in a round of UFOs and cryptozoology? I got a ghost dealer. A ghost dealer? Yes. A Texas man who found an armadillo (gasps) in his yard early Thursday morning opened fire on the animal only to have the bullet ricochet back and hit him in the face again. This has happened again. Shrouders reported the man went outside around 3 a.m. local time and fired his 38. 
his wife was in the house. <laughs> wow. The Cass County Cat Sheriff. Out. <laughs> that there didn't that pitch him in there, boy. <laughs> and he went outside and he took his 38 revolver and shot three times at the dealer. <laughs> Minding his own business. Why do, why do people hate our people? I don't know. They come over here taking our jobs, sleeping don't with you, our women. You, don't you have one? Don't I have an armadillo? Yeah. No, I'm sure I remember. <laughs> have you been looking in my bedside cabinet again? Sorry. That's just a tortoise that I've dressed up. <laughs> You had one. I'm sorry. That must be another British <laughs> paranormal investigator you must know. All right. Well, the shell deflected the bullets and the man had to be airlifted to a nearby hospital where his jaw was wide shut. That's going to so, stop him from chewing his backy. His yeah. backy. Oh, He's chew. poor backy. The sheriff said they couldn't recover the animal, so its status is unknown. It was way unavailable. Way to go, Armadillo. The ghost Dilla. Is this the way to Armadillo? Armadillo one. Two points. <laughs> Redneck zero. Yes. You are now up to a resplendent four points. A chilling 60-foot sea monster has stunned the internet <gasps> after divers caught it lurking at the bottom of the ocean. Mm. The incredible footage shows the alien-like creature floating as the swimmers circle. Hang on. How was in that UFOs and cryptozoology? What? Your story about an armadillo. It was a ghost dillo. They couldn't find it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Story's a bit thin this week, are they, on UFOs and cryptozoology? Well, I've got two sea monster stories here. <laughs> it looks like a long grey tube which narrows at one end. <gasps> oh, that's a pipe. How Next. are you, Nathan? <laughs> <laughs> Next. You say that. That's one of the weapons on a clue board. It was the long grey tube in the billiard room with Miss Scarlet. But as the camera zooms in, it reveals the object is actually made up of thousands of individual organisms. I'm calling aliens on this one, one YouTube user wrote. Another commented at first it looked like some really bad CGI. And a third added very reminiscent of the aliens in the film abyss the strange looking creature has since been identified as a pyrosome otherwise known as a sea pickle launching oh. a sea pickle it's and been a while is that ufos yeah because the opening it's line is a sea monster that's 60 foot long as stunned internet divers that's why what about the ghost dilla yeah. It's not actually one single creature, though. <laughs> it's a colony of thousands of individual thousands. ones. It's the Bolg. <laughs> <laughs> Alien in abyss or just taking the mickey. Oh, no. You decide oh, in my cryptozoological sea monster story. Oh, I shall give myself two bonk. points. and I'm now up to six <clears throat> in the distance. You can give yourself a drink as Miss Morris has shouted out the word. Bunk. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in UFOs and cryptozoology? UFO hunters have captured a mysterious, eerie orb creeping silently through a forest in Canada. It's the ghost of an armadillo. Mm-hmm. A diller. A diller. He's seriously lost, though, isn't he? If he got shot in Texas and he's going through the woods in Canada. Oh. 
But then geography doesn't matter in the spirit world, does it? You no. Can go, no. You think you want to be somewhere. And then you are. So yeah. you are. Simple as that. Rob Bremen and Marcus McNabb went searching for extraterrestrial life around Squamish, British Columbia, after locals told them about weird goings-on in the area. Rob, a senior field researcher for the Center for the Scientific Study of Atmospheric Anomalies, said the sighting is the best footage they've ever recorded to date. Hmm. Mm. It shows a bright, circular light darting above Stawanis Chief before seemingly shining through the trees as if they were see-through. I'm loving your UFO story. Yeah. Very similar to my sea monsters story. Very, yeah. yes. Several locals said orbs have been spotted above the chief at Squamish. So we set up within view of the granite monolith, the second biggest of its kind in the world, Rob told the Mirror Online. At 10.59 p.m., this huge yellowish-white ball of light appeared out of nowhere and then proceeded to go into the woods. Thanks to Breslin Martin of our group for spotting it so I could affirm it with my night vision scope. It moved 100% silently. Note how any trees in front of the orb block the light, while the trees behind the orb are lit up big time. Rob and Marcus have traveled to 11 countries over three years in search for alien life after being inspired by a childhood experience, reports the Squamish chief. To collect data, the crew used night imaging technology as well as a camera fondly called the Weapon of Mass Detection. Nice. Mm -hmm. I see what they've done there. Yeah. Rob said when they first spotted the orb on July 22nd, they thought it was an airplane. The trees behind the orb were all lit up, he explained. That means it was in front of the trees. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. A UFO story and a round of UFOs and cryptozoologists should give you really? two points. You're welcome. And bring you up <laughs> to a very resplendent <laughs> six points. At the end of that round, Michelle's on six. I am on six. Miss Morris is lagging behind on a four. Uh -huh. As we move into the round, that is strange and bizarre. It's the stories from around the world that are too good not to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. A bear that got stuck in a car in the U.S. state of Colorado took oh. a short joyride before crashing, the police say. Durango resident Ron oh. Cornelius, you see his name was Cornelius and that was in Planet of the Apes, yes. awoke to find a Subaru SUV crashed at the bottom of the hill at the end of his driveway. Oh my word. Usually I don't get up at five o'clock unless there is a bear driving a car down the street. <laughs> How did that happen? Two or three oh. bears. Well, I assume it got in, turned the ignition, put it into drive. And How? How? Tunes the driving. Was there a key in it? I've two, I will explain more as I proceed. <laughs> two or three bears get stuck in cars each week in this area. <gasps> what? The Roll black, up your windows. The black bears have been searching for food inside of cars because their typical food supply was decimated. By the late seasonal frost at the beginning of the year, some bears have even learned to open car door handles. <gasps> wow. Mr. Bender said, uh -huh. he added, this time they attempted to drive off with my car. <laughs> drive through. Drive Can you imagine? What would you like, sir? There's like a big and bastard. He's being chased down the highway by a ranger in another ranger car. Ranger Rick. I 
want to see a car chase like the day of the jackal involving a bear and a park oh. ranger. The bear was not able to start the car, he explains, but at some point the bear must have released the gear, causing it to roll backwards downhill, crushing Mr. Cornelius's mailbox. That's a federal offence. It is. And that bear Could needs be to arrested. go to jail. Yes. Mr. Cornelius and his wife initially suspected robbers, but the actual culprit became clear after they looked inside and viewed all of the damage, plus the fresh bear excrement. So you hit it here first. On MQTA, bears just don't go in the woods. They go, <laughs> they go in other places as well. You leave this show with more than you arrive with. It's good. The back window had been shattered. The radio was ripped out. He's selling it on eBay. Yep. And the steering wheel was pulled completely off of its shaft. It would have taken a human hours to do what this bear did in a couple of minutes. Local officials advise that people always remove food from their cars and keep their doors locked at all times a car full of poo or far side has come true you decide <laughs> visit our facebook wow. site more questions and answers with adrian lee michelle you have the last story of the night in the round of smb a pensioner clearing weeds with a blowtorch sparked a blaze that destroyed a neighbor's work van i don't understand look at those dandelions yeah. <laughs> oh there goes next door's house most of the yard and two of his cars but those those weeds, the bed just was collateral damage. Look, there's an armadillo. I'm loving it. Flambe. <laughs> nice. Let's torch everything. It's one of those devices you can easily get carried away. Oh, yeah. Do you see what I mean? The woman, age 73, was using the long-handled flamethrower to save her from bending down in the front garden of her bungalow in Lincoln. She then decided to clear the trenches of some Nazis. So they're giving out blowtorches to, to retirees. 73, yes. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Well, I can see that. I wouldn't give my dad the remote control for the television. <laughs> so I'd share that with you. We don't give you the remote. No, yeah. we, are, no. we do share the same DNA. <laughs> <laughs> but a gust of wind set alight a hedge which then turned the vehicle parked in the driveway a few feet away next door into a fireball. The sheepish old age pensioner, who didn't want to be named, added the van owner was out at the time, but very understanding. He's going to get a shock when he comes oh, home. Oh, yeah. He had his sandwiches in the back of there and a bear. Yeah. He went on, he is a really lovely man, and he said to me, you're not hurt and I'm not hurt. It's only a piece of metal. But I'm suing you. Yeah. Homeowners. That's terrible. <laughs> Homeowners. I can't believe no one was filming that. Wouldn't wouldn't you say, look at the old deer across the road. She's taking a flamethrower. Oh, quick, quick, get your phone. Frick. Quick, get your phone. I shall give you points, Michelle. We now creep into the round that is not for your mother, which means you have found us in our archives. So well done you for coming to find us. If you're listening on SoundCloud right now, why didn't you press the little orange love heart and tell us how much you love the show? Why don't you share with us what you're doing? Why don't you put on Facebook that you're listening to the archives of more questions and answers? This is the round called Not For Your Mother. It's the round that everyone writes to us and says that they love the most. It is the round that if your mother's listening, she's of a nervous disposition. She needs to be removed from the room. If you've got small miners running around, lock them in the shed because this is the round of innuendo of filth of oh. sexual mm -hmm. intrigue a distraught mother 
thought she'd found her daughter's sex toy in the dishwasher, but a mistake will leave you laughing. <laughs> what? The girl posted her mum's funny blunder on Reddit along with pictures of the offending item. They show a multicoloured device which is long and wider at the base than at the tip. Apparently, her mum was convinced it was a vibrator and she couldn't even bring herself to touch it. The daughter <laughs> captioned the picture, so mum finds this in the dishwasher. <laughs> Gives it to me wrapped in a towel asking what the... And why did you put it in the dishwasher? Well, you want it nice and clean, squeaky well, yeah. clean. No, they make them dishwashers. Do they really? <laughs> But in your parents' dishwasher. Excellent. The girl <laughs> then explains it was a cup. It shrank. She went on talking <gasps> oh. about how uncomfortable she'd felt all day. What was she drinking her coffee out of then? <laughs> Once you know what it is, it's pretty obvious too. And you can see the screw lid area. Unsurprisingly, they caused quite a few comments with many giggling about the unfortunate <laughs> mistake. None I can read out no. on the show, unfortunately. But this is available for you. All mixed up or dildo cup. <gasps> oh. Visit our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers, with Adrian Lee, where you will see the photograph of the offending item. It's a shrunken cup. Those dishwashers can get hot. Mm -hmm. I've seen milk bottles melted in them. Uh -huh. But it does look like said item i can see why mother how does her mama know well yeah. that's all i'm saying i think she put two and two together and came up with five i think is what because her daughter's trampy why is it oh, fantastic or, or mom's a leftover yeah. nice yeah. i want to know why it's got a screw end and she thought that was acceptable <gasps> is that like to remove it or get it out again no the screw ends for battery yeah. <laughs> Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ooh. Not For Your Mother? The tattoo fixers are used to some shocking sights, and this week's show is no exception. Peter stunned the talented team of tattoo fixers on holiday by unveiling an inking of a penis on one leg and the balls on the other. A nice tattoo. Was it a big one? Yep. He told Sketch, Alice and receptionist Paisley, that the horrendous tattoo was the result of a dare by his little brother that went on for a year before he gave in. If I had a little brother saying, I dare you to have a giant cock and no. balls tattooed down either thigh. So when you're wearing a pair of shorts, it looks like one's coming out yep. one end and one's coming out the other. I wouldn't care. I'd just laugh at them and say, whatever. Yeah. I don't understand why people go so hepped up about someone daring them to do something. I just laugh the, at them. Yeah. How do does a it get a tattoo? Surely in the third hour of tattooing, when he's got the bell end tattooed halfway down your thigh, you're thinking this probably wasn't the way to go. And I think it's homemade, you know. Oh, it's, nice. Yeah. Oh, we can do you one. Yeah. Mm. A prison one. Mm. I got three guns upstairs. Mm. And an, ink, and an ink pen. Great. Yeah. So by next week's show, I could have a full appendage, twig and berries tattooed all the way down my legs. Wearing some bike shorts. Mm -mm. Yeah. Not going to happen. It mm -hmm. isn't going to happen. What, the bike shorts It'd or the tattoo? Worse. <laughs> It'd be more interesting to do it on a woman, wouldn't it? What? That would raise a lot of eyebrows walking around Walmart. If you had the twig and berries tattooed <sighs> down your thigh, but you were female. 
questions would be asked, would they? Not? They'd be very, very confused people wandering around the meat aisle. I'm always oh. confused at people at Walmart. Yes. There's a, there's a strange and rare breed of person that wanders yes. around that particular facility. Mm. I look normal, and I talk to dead people and go ghost hunting, and I'm normal. I'm working within a normal framework of society when I'm the only one who's actually dressed in outdoor clothing. <laughs> no oh. pajama pants? Arse hanging out, covered in makeup, tattoo of a twig and berries running halfway down my You leg. only do that on Saturdays. That's yeah. right. I've got to have a day off, right? <laughs> yeah. Kick back. Sometime. Perfect. He said, me and my brother are very competitive, and we went to get a tattoo one day, and one of the blokes who was sat with me had this tattoo. He had it done. Wow. And you saw how bad it looked, and you thought, I'll get one of those as well. Because that looks so bad. Yeah. That's like playing Russian roulette, seeing the guy blowing his brains out and thinking, I'll have a go at that. Give me the gun next. Right. My brother thought it would be a good idea to dare me to have it done. He pestered me for a year, but in the end, I obviously caved. After he admitted his brother was younger, Paisley asked, You let your little brother bully you into getting a bad tattoo. On a scale of 1 to 10, how bad is it? It's 10. Yep, Peter answered, it's a 10. Peter, his name is Peter. Yep. Ironic, right? Yep. When he dropped his trousers... The trio's jaws dropped as well. Because it was so realistic? Sketch gasped. That's definitely a 10. It's effing huge. Yes, it's bad. It's very, very bad. You, It's worth going to our Facebook mm-hmm. site, going back through the archives oh. and looking at this story. It's not good on any level. Like, is it like seven-year-old sketch bad or it's kind of a bit better than you'd get on the toilet wall and there is a bit of detail in there but it's still a line drawing yeah and it's still a bit cartoony Mm -hmm. but it's it's not a cartoon it does look a little bit realistic it's got that 3d effect i'll tell you what i'll draw it on a piece of paper while michelle's talking i'll just in fact i'll draw i'll draw around it as well yeah do it yeah hang on oh Uh, Oh, there we go yeah let me draw around added Just look at those saggy balls. Mm. After hearing Peter's brother had pestered him into getting the horrific body art, Alice added, it would take me a hundred years of a little brother annoying me to get that. I just laugh. Again, I don't understand why you would cave in. I just say it's not happening. No. You can just say whatever you want at that point. Peter also revealed that he was married and said that he wanted to get rid of the awful inking before he started a family. Why? (laughs) <laughs> exactly it's kind of lost cause at that yeah. point someone actually married him yeah, i find that I'm more saying. remarkable Why? yeah uh-huh she's blind maybe she's got one. Oh, controversial uh. he said i'm married we're going to want to want children at some point and i can't have that the fascinated team wanted to know if he had got his revenge on his cheeky brother yes i killed him he said, I Stand did... Stand next to the armadillo. <laughs> and the bear. I did pee-pee in his shoes once. Well... He did a pee-pee in his shoes once, which is a very similar, of course, to having a lifetime tattoo of a giant twig and berries yeah. running down the inside of your uh-huh. thigh. It's very similar. Give him a mushroom stamp. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you seem to have a very big knowledge in this area. Oh, 
let's face it, little bro got off lightly. Sadly for Peter, it will take more than one session to rid him of the massive penis. And Sketch only managed to cover the balls in the show. Wow. I want to see a cartoon show called Armadillo and the Bear. Hmm. I think we need to make that. Armadillo and the Bear. They go along with Smokey and the Bandit? Nice. Armadillo and the Bear. You can. I, it's, I think that's a great show. I think that's Always be the Bandit possibilities miss morris you have the last story, story in the round story. Last story in the round of not for your mother oh well <gasps> it's a good one yeah a man ripped off his genitalay what this week after his jeans got caught on a spike as oh. he climbed over a fence oh <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Don't look, Dave. Dave, don't look. Don't look, Dave. But me trousers. Dave, don't look. Just look ahead. He might need that tattoo. Just look ahead. Dave, don't look, Dave. The unnamed 27-year-old was drunk. No. The worst stories either start with, I was drunk or smell this. Or on meth. (laughs) I was meth. I was mething it. Nice. Anyway, he was drunk when he attempted to leap over a metal railing in Knets, Russia. Ooh. There was a young man from Knets. Who lost his... Bits. <laughs> <laughs> Who had a bad case of Tourette's. Oh, oh no. Nice. Does he lay on the grass with his plums up his... No, we'll know next <laughs> That's my bicyclist. <laughs> A spike at the top of the barrier pierced through his trousers and left him hanging (gasps) by his manhood. I love the faces. Wish we had a podcast. Yeah. Uh, we do have a podcast. Wish you had a video cast. Yes. Video yeah. cast. Video YouTube. Oh, man. He eventually managed to free himself <gasps> and staggered to a local hospital bleeding profusely. Sir, I think you're going to need this. Well, in the meantime, as he limped to the hospital, he had actually torn off his penis. Oh! Oh! Was it stuck on the fence? And part of his jeans remained attached to the railing. Yep, I knew it. You know, at that point, I'd just have fun with it. I'd put it on someone's shoulder. I'd slap someone in the face with it. I'd push it through a letterbox. I'd put it in a matchbox. I'd I'd just, that's right, slap you. I'd run down the street. Ah, I'm blind. (laughs) Have that. Locals in the town took pictures of his penis still impaled on the spike before posting images on social media. And I have to say, I did see pictures and it is impaled and it looks like a wiener roast, really. And it's all mangly and torn. What was his last name? Rips his gristle off. Oh, Rip Torn. No, he's Russian. (laughs) Rips his gristle off. Rip Tornsky. Nice. <laughs> ah, police confirmed the incidents, and sources said the man said no one else was involved in the accident. Maybe like a ex-girlfriend or something. And oh, a bobbit. I think I actually saw a wiener on a stick this weekend that kind of looked like that. When you wow. were camping? When we were camping. Was his yeah. name, do you want your todger back? 
Oh. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah. yeah a little bit of Russian. Oh, that's terrible, though. It was a kind of mangled. <gasps> Great. This grisly. is meant to be the fun part of the show. 50% yes. of our audience it is, is weeping. Me. It's, it's, it's not for me, me madam. I, I'm laughing. Are you I laughing? don't mind. The little grisly tendrils hanging oh, from the spike. Yeah. And He's going to be weeing through like a straw. Like he lost his head on the spike. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. You're not People making this any easier. Taking a selfie with it. Oh, oh. he's never going to get a head in life. Oh, yeah. You know the classics? The Shaft. classics. Shaft. Oh, no. That's Flash. Yeah. I feel as if this show's got away from me. Maybe. I do chew back on Earth at any minute now. Look at your Stuttering. Yeah, I am. I'm having problems. You're thinking about the wiener on the everything's spike. shriveled up. He's I'm never gonna do a, go to a hog roast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hot dog roast again. Spinning. We'll just walk towards you slowly with the yeah. wiener stick. Yeah. The impaler. I swear to God, it's shriveled up like a button mushroom at the moment. I'm gonna have to massage that down. Look at the wiener. 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 Well, I'm glad you two ladies are having so much. Fun. Yeah, thank well, you. Well, all good things come to an end. So let's look at tonight's scores. In last place, with the K2 meter and the dead battery, it is Heather Morris. What? Who managed to score six. I'm in second place with seven, and resplendent first place with the $33,000 IR camera is Michelle, who managed to score very rounded and resplendent eight. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show, and feel free to contact me anytime via our Facebook site. More questions and answers with... Adrian Lee, or you can join my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. And remember, we now do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show that we can't read out on air in a round called Not For Your Mother. If you go to soundcloud.com and search for MQTA Radio. And remember, if you go to patreon.com and search for MQTA Radio, you can donate to the show as well. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Shaton Drainer, Nathan Bush and Michelle Corey and all of the International Paranormal Society at Paranormal.net and all of the show's sponsors including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group, Martins Online Auctions, Frank Zolchek and MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember, be interested and interesting.